Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the cynical cinephile point of view. And the hopeless romantic point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And tonight we are looking at Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Yes, it is the second movie premiere of Countdown to Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a great start with You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. Yeah, that was awesome. And good. yes, I agree. And the previews of this one looked really cute. You know, it looked like a fun, sort of different mm -hmm. uh, hall type of Hallmark movie. So I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, because we have we have magic. You know, I love the magic. We have time travel. It's sort of. No, there's definitely. We'll we'll talk about how there's time travel here. But uh, it had a lot of things that we don't normally see in these Hallmark films. And yeah, it was a really interesting concept, at least from the previews. With all that said, what did you think about this film, Stephanie? Is this one that you would watch again? Is this one that you just have on in the background while you're flowering Christmas cookies? Or is this one that you would never like to see again? I'm a little on the fence with this one, but I have to make a decision. So yes. I think that I would watch this movie again. Okay. I really liked it. I thought it was cute. I, you know, there were some issues with it, but as a whole, it had enough humor. I enjoyed the story. You know, I liked the the leads mm -hmm. and yeah, I thought it was cute. It made me smile. So I, I think I would watch this one again. Okay. Um, I am on the fence as well. I'm going to go the opposite way and say that I would probably just have this on in the background. There were a few cute scenes that I liked. Um, I don't know if I would sit down, you know, the, uh, cup of cocoa and watch it again but i i do think there's enough to kind of keep me keep me in every once in a while yeah but real quick I, I think we need to address the elephant in the room which is the hallmark logo coming up during these films <laughs> with the loud like jingle sound <laughs> it is the most obnoxious sound i think i've ever heard when i'm watching these films and they did it in this film especially because they did it right when she's like coming into the door like at the end yeah, of the Yeah, you want like, to talk about jarring. Oh my goodness. Like I was jarred. We were by, jarred. <laughs> yes, by by this all new and like the little candy cane and hearts that, come up. That noise. Anyone else? Anyone else? Did, is this bothering anyone else? I, I don't I don't know if Hallmark is listening, you know, in our dream world they are. <laughs> but can we change that up? Is this going to be the whole season? I don't know. Is this going to be in every single movie? Let's knock down that jingle by about uh, 10 decibels and we'll be <laughs> we'll be pretty good. So that, now that's out of the way, we can actually talk about the film. Let's hear your world famous plot summary. Yes. Only world famous by you, but I appreciate <laughs> the vote of confidence. Thank you. Lauren has commitment issues and always runs to her best friend, Nate, when she breaks up with her boyfriends. Nate so happens to be in love with her and has been since college. A little Christmas magic steps in in the form of her past boyfriends to help her see why she keeps running from love and also to realize the love of her life was right in front of her all along. Beautiful. That was beautiful. You, you hit it. I'm going to try to put in Christmas magic in, in all of these, these I, plot I hope summaries. So. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's you do do a great job there. Um, the one thing you failed to mention though is that that Lauren is the villain of this film. <laughs> Once again, we have one of the main leads as as the film's villain. I don't know if this is a trend for for twenty twenty one, but you forgot to slip that in there. Oh, maybe I did because I don't see her as a villain. Well, let's discuss. Let's discuss. But let's discuss first our two main leads. 
Yes. I was so excited to see some fresh faces. Yeah. Obviously, we love seeing all of our favorites in these Hallmark movies, but we do enjoy seeing, you know, some new some new faces. Yeah. And so we have Catherine Henna Kim, who plays Lauren, mm-hmm. and we have Raymond Adlack as Nate. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were both really good. I enjoyed them together. I haven't seen them in 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 really anything else. So this was my first my first impression of these two. And I thought they I thought they did a really good job. I thought they were very cute. I liked, you know, them as friends. I thought that Raymond played the, you know, the very like shy kind of pining character really well. Yeah. And I thought Lauren was really cute and I felt like they both showed a nice range of you know, the sort of like comedic, funny side as well as, you know, there was some emotion in this movie mm. as well. So I thought they they played it well. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I liked both of them. I enjoyed both of them. I, I loved the character of Nate. I, I think Raymond just, just crushed it. I would love to see both of these uh, actors in more films. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It is nice to see some new people. You know, these Hallmark films is interesting because it's almost, I think we've said this before, like, you know, you see family around Christmas, yeah. you know, these actors in a lot of ways become part of your, our traditions. And so, but it, it's neat to see some, some new ones. And I think they did a great job here. Yeah. I would definitely love to see some more of Raymond. I, I feel like he, he was a great lead. I especially just, like I said, love this character. Cause sometimes we see, you know, the, a lot of times the male leads are like the, the business guys mm-hmm. and, I just like that this was like a different character that, you know, they mentioned that he was a foster kid yeah. and now he's a social worker helping these kids out. And I really just the way he played the the character of of being in love with Lauren, but also being her best friend and knowing like he wanted to tell her, but he he just he couldn't find the right time. Like I, I just feel like that would be really hard to play to to be friends with someone but also that you're like in love with them but you're kind of like keeping that back Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to explain it but it's like i got it like i felt like that he was really really pining for her yeah like like i said he he crushed this part he we we definitely felt for him and i felt for him so much that again i I felt like lauren became the villain for me (laughs) because i mean just she was just so self-sabotaging throughout this film and you know, we realize why, because with her mother and everything, and even that sort of nuance there to this character where, you know, she's struggling with her mother leaving her family around Christmas and how that has affected her entire life, I thought was very different. And mm-hmm. it just added um, a lot more complexity to her character. Uh, but I still just was like shaking my screen at her. Like, please, I mean, look at Nate. Like, he's perfect. Like, he is, as far as we can tell from this film, He's like the perfect guy. Yeah. I mean, his beard game is on point. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, he was easy on the eyes, I, I will say. <laughs> uh, so so we don't really have a meet cute because these characters have known each other since college. What we do have, I guess we'll consider it the, the sort of meet cute is the the board game night, mm-hmm. the Christmas board game night where they, they crush people. I got it right away. I got it before they did when I saw... <laughs> When I saw It's a Wonderful Life up there, you know, Angel Wings got it. You know, I think I'd be a great partner for them. 
You would be. Uh, but no, I thought this opening scene was very cute. We mm-hmm. have a Kelly Clarkson song, like right out of the gate. And I'm thinking, okay, budget. <laughs> this, you know, this is a, a good a good start. This, yeah. this bodes well for this movie. So I really loved the the friend interaction. You know, again, I believed it. Like I felt like they were all friends. They were having a good time. There was a little bit of witty humor going on. And I I was enjoying it right from the start. Yeah, when they pull out the hats, I mean, goodness gracious, yeah. those hats are amazing. Those are top quality hats. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the friend stuff, it was, it was kind of hit or miss for me throughout the film. Uh, some of it felt a little forced at times, but overall, I think the, you know everyone just kind of did a good job of that. But I did like this opening scene; it got me in the spirit. It made me miss my friends. You know, yeah. I haven't had a good game night with friends in, in forever, uh, and so it did definitely did make me miss that sort of interaction. Yeah, where and you know I mentioned that I was a little on the fence, and you kind of spoke to what I was feeling at certain points in the movie, and I don't know exactly what it was. I kept trying to figure it out the mm. whole movie because I'm like they're doing everything right. Like, you know, this is very cute. I love this story. I like these people. I'm feeling chemistry. But every once in a while, I just kind of felt, it felt a little forced yeah. at certain parts that it almost it almost felt kind of like every time I, I would just sort of like get out of it and I would feel like they were just reading lines. Yeah. So you felt that yeah, too? Yeah, I felt that. Not, not the entire film. Because no. if it was the entire film, we couldn't watch it. No. But there was just points here and I was trying to figure it out too. I'm not sure if it was a script or the acting or, or what have you, but... Um, there were points there that kind of that took me out. Yeah, but then it would reel me back in. Yeah. So it's like I would kind of get out of it and be like, oh, this felt this feels a little not genuine to me. Like it felt like they were just kind of reading lines, mm. like just going, you know, through the motions. But uh, but then, yeah, I would get reeled back in. I'd be like, oh, that was a really good scene. Yeah. So that's why I feel like there was enough of good stuff in the movie yeah. that I feel like I would watch it again and I could look past those points that kind of made me feel a little like, eh, that wasn't the best, but. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree 100%. But let's, let's, if we can, just real quick, talk about a little lighting. For me, this was more towards the style that I like. I was going to say, I thought the lighting was very well done in this movie. Yes, it was It was almost there for me. Okay. It was almost there. It was close. Uh, because we have, you know, a very uh, bright key on one side of the face, which creates a nice, you know, contour on the other side with a lot of shadowing. I like that. I like that a lot. It didn't feel like a set to me. The The problem to me was color. So a lot of it was very fluorescent and, and white light. And it, it just didn't seem motivated by anything in the room. And what I mean by that is there wasn't like a white light shining down on them. You know, and so it just it sort of took me out. And so that kind of bothered me. I thought it seemed very cool. Like the tones are very cool, yeah. which I know that you like. So I, I do like the tones. That. And there was one scene in particular where I thought they, they crushed it. They crushed the lighting. And it was when they were outside um, at the end and they're having their, their conflict moment. And it was lit so beautifully because instead of that white fluorescent light, we had this nice yellow tungsten light on their faces. And again, the shadows on the other side um, and the shadows had this nice blue uh, tint to them too. And just... That to me is what I want throughout the entire film, that kind of lighting, the very cinematic. And so they didn't do it throughout, but there are moments where I was just like, oh, that is gorgeous. That is beautiful. Yeah. And one thing, another reason why I feel like I went on the side of I would watch this again is because this movie gave me the Christmas feels. Yeah. Like the the from the beginning, I mean, not only, you know, Kelly Clarkson, that gets you <laughs> Kelly Clarkson Christmas music. Yeah, is right there. 
but the lights and the decorations and everything when they go into that Christmas store towards the beginning oh when my, they're that shopping. Christmas store? Oh my gosh. And then the way like her dad's house is mm -hmm. decorated. I loved that. And it just, yeah, that house itself like was very homey. It, it felt authentic to me. Yeah. So yes, I was, it definitely was giving me the Christmas vibes that I want to see in these movies. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like they just rented an Airbnb and threw up some decorations. Right. Uh, so props to the, the set design. And again, we're seeing a lot of really great set design right out of the gate because it's just enough to give us that feel without just exploding. But in that Christmas store, my goodness, that was mm. shot beautifully. Uh, there's this wonderful scene and that was lit well too with Nate there and behind him are all these colors of reds and yellows and just, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was like Christmas magic happening right in front of my face. Yeah, and I really loved the, the music throughout. I know Kelly Clarkson, yes. They play her at the beginning and the end. But just throughout, like the Christmas music choices that they chose throughout the movie, I was, I felt like I was like dancing in my, mm -hmm. you know, on the couch in my seat. And it just, yeah, like Christmas feels all the way. I watch these movies to get these feelings. Like, and that's what, that's what they're for. They're right. to make you feel good, to make you smile and to make you feel that like Christmas spirit that we love. So I just, yeah, I really felt like they did an excellent job with that part of the movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. Let's talk about really the main feature of this film, which is spooky ghost, spooky magic, ghost. time travel, the whole nine yards here. I mean, they, they hit us with everything. It's, it's a really neat premise. It's a really neat premise to me to have your exes come back and try to help you with your current relationship. I, it made me wonder though, were these really exes? I don't know, were they just sort of spirits from the afterlife taking the form of her exes? Like. It was kind of crazy, but I, I loved it. Well, so you talk about time travel. So it was weird because in the movie, like you have to wonder, is this really happening or is she just dreaming? Because it always happens at night when she falls asleep. Right. So are they coming to her just in her sleep or right. is she actually seeing these in real life and going on these like little time travel adventures where they're showing her her past and future? I don't know. Well, I, I think the fact that she sees him at the end of the film solidifies that it was happening. Or Lauren needs to get to a doctor. We, she needs some help. She <laughs> needs some help right away. Uh, Nate, please take care of her. Yeah. Um, no, but it was just kind of it was kind of funky and weird. And you know, I think the first one, Tyler, he was my favorite. He's the best. He he crushed that fifteen year old skater boy. It was it was he had me cracking up. He had yeah. me cracking up. I have to say. He was the best past boyfriend, yeah. uh, which is funny because he was her high school boyfriend. But, you know, the rest of them, I don't know. They felt kind of like duds to me. Like, I felt like they <laughs> didn't have much personality. You well, know, they're ghosts. They, they don't have a lot of personality if they're ghosts. You know, they're, they're dealing with the afterlife. I don't know. You know, I'm thinking Christmas Carol, like all of the spirits that come, like they are characters, you know, like oh. they have a lot of personality. And I kept thinking, well, these aren't good. They're not actually ghosts. They're just you know, her boyfriend. Right. But I felt like, oh, they're just, you know, they not a lot of personality. So yeah, Tyler was definitely my favorite. He was bringing the personality. He was bringing the humor. And it made me realize, you know, yes, Lauren has commitment issues, but she also dodged some bullets, uh, <laughs> you know, because obviously Nate was the best choice. Yeah, by far. And, you know, it's really funny you mentioned the Christmas Carol. Obviously, this is what this is based off of because the ghosts in that do have a lot of personality. Yeah. They're, they're rem You remember them. Yeah, you're right. That's why I like Tyler so much because yeah. he has that. The rest of them are just sort of, you know, they're, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. 
They're fine. They're, they're fine. They're, they're a little fine. pushy, I, I would say. I feel like her boyfriends were a little pushy. Yeah, the college one had some resentment. Yeah. He was, he was swinging. There's a little swinging. manipulation going, well, I said I love you. Yeah. We've been together for such and such time. Like, you should be moving in with me or we should be going visit my family. It's like, the girl said no, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I felt like it was pretty obvious why she didn't choose him. Yes. I... I, I you know, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Tyler whipping out his phone because he forgot his lines and he texted it to himself. I mean, come on. And it was like one of those old Motorola phones too. Like great props. Like, oh man, I yeah. just I just want a movie of just Tyler visiting <laughs> like his exes. Yeah, we definitely had a few laugh out loud moments, uh, but a little romance. If, if we have to. If we, if if we, we have, have to. to. A really cute scene was in it. It was towards the beginning when they are at the community center and she's like helping him wrap gifts. And there's a there's a girl, a, a woman that comes in that's talking to him. Lily. Lily. Mm. And Lauren is kind of eyeing, eyeing her, seeing them talk like, okay, what's going on? And at this point, Lauren's, one of Lauren's friends has mentioned to her like, well, you know, Nate has feelings for you. So... I still can't. A lot of these times when they put these in his movies, like I just cannot fathom how these characters don't realize. I don't get it. That the person is not in love with them. I don't get it, yeah. It's so obvious. But anyways, then, you know, I love that it gets a little awkward. In this scene, I feel like they played it so awkwardly well. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes back and they're like talking about it, and she's like, oh, who was that? And like, they just were so the back and forth and he's like, what, what are you jealous? And, and then when the kids bring it up, like, Oh, is this your girlfriend? I just thought it was the cutest scene. And I felt like they, they did, they played the like nervous, awkward part, like really well. They really did. I, I, I agree with you. They really did. It felt very genuine there. Yeah. Just a great scene overall to kind of get that ball rolling. But for me, it's like after that, she should know what's going on. And she doesn't. And that's kind of what bothers me throughout this film is that I, I just don't see how she doesn't see it. I feel like she does at this point, but she's she's not allowing herself to. Like sh she's holding back because she doesn't want to go there. Right. So she's lying to herself and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the trauma that she's experienced has kind of solidified that for her. But it just, it broke my heart every time. I was just like, come on. Like, it Nate was. is a catch. I felt like at a part it was like, oh my gosh, Lauren is impossible. Yeah. But because when they when you realize the reasoning for it, like you feel for her and right. you realize like, oh, you know, this all makes sense. Well, she has her pitch deck. She's got to get that pitch deck going. Like Hallmark loves their pitch decks. I, I feel like they they heard a buzzword one time and they just stuck it in every every script. Is is pitch deck in the script? Is it not? Add it. Add it right away. I mean, how did you feel about the business side of things? Because there was a lot of business. I didn't really care about that storyline. I didn't either. I didn't have either. Like, I didn't even put anything about it in my notes because I just was like, it didn't It didn't matter to me. Yeah. I was just wanting to, you know, for her and Nate to get together. So that side of it, and I know they feel like they have to have that in there because they have to have lives and jobs. So that was part of her job. But I don't know that it needed to be like so much of the movie. It was a lot. Like I wished they would have cut that out a little bit and added more with the ghost or more with her and Nate. Yeah, it's just, it just... Or maybe make that premise a little more exciting or interesting. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. And 
also, I mean, just the fact that she leaves at the end of her, you know, her pitch, she leaves right in the middle of the pitch. So she has no job now. She's fired. Well, we don't know that. No, I would have fired her. <laughs> You're leaving right in the middle of this pitch. They're like, they ha she has it hook, line, and sinker. She just walks out. And so it, was, it wasn't even satisfying at the end. Like when she has the pitch locked down, because we don't, we don't even get that. And so for the movie to be so much on the business side of things and for us to not be rewarded with that was, was disappointing for me. So finally, Nate does get to confess to her. We see a few times that he's, he tries and then the business, as we said, gets in the way because she's like, oh, you gave me a great idea. Let me run away from you and leave <laughs> you in the cold. His face times. every time is like, like what? Like it, it was so great. Like he just was really like, what is happening? Write a note to yourself and let this man finish his conversation. I know. But when he finally confesses, that scene yeah. broke me. Yeah. His performance in that scene was incredible. Yeah. It was bringing moisture into my eyeballs. You had moisture? I had moisture in my eyeballs. Oh my and did it not get you? Like it got me. I mean, at this point, I'm just so mad at Lauren. <laughs> like I wasn't. I mean, I've already felt for Nate, you know? So yes, the scene was great. But at this point, just Lauren, I was just, just mad. I was just like, and then, and that's the, that's the thing, right? I just, I couldn't like her character. And when I don't like the main character, it's hard for me to love a film. I, I love Nate more, obviously. But no, I did like that scene. And yeah, it just made me feel, it solidified the feelings that I already had. So you didn't like her character at all? Like I, to me, when you realize why she's doing what she's doing, yes, it's frustrating like for Nate right. and for her because she's missing out on a wonderful chance at love. Mm. But once you know why she's doing it, like it just, it makes you, you know, sympathize with her. And I feel like that brought a lot of depth to her character. So I, I mean, I really, I really liked her and I just really felt for her. Uh, I mean, yes, I think you're right in a lot of ways there. And I, I, like I said, I did like the sort of emotional depth that this character had with, with the tragedy of her mother. The fact that she leaves Nate multiple times when she has that idea kind of just made me not like her. That, that's kind of what got me. And so that's when I started just, mm, you know, like, come on. Well, I mean, I guess Nate feels the same way because he's like, I can't, I can't spend Christmas with you. Like, oh. I can't do this anymore. Even he's saying that, like, makes me remember that scene. I'm just, I, oh, no. I know. No. It was, it was very emotional. I didn't expect to get this emotional for this movie. <laughs> well, because you know how good the Christmas is going to be because she has this wonderful family dynamic with uh, her father and her, I guess, her stepmother. And, you know, shout out again to Hallmark for showcasing diversity in these films. I mean, we're seeing Christmas traditions that, you know, I'm not used to seeing. And I, I loved it. You know, they're all sitting around uh, eating wonderful food that I haven't seen before. They're talking about red, sweet red bean paste, which sounds amazing. I need to try some of this. Yeah. And of course, they're, they're mentioning soju, which is delicious and made me so happy to have them showcase that. Yeah, you knew what that was, and, and I didn't, but you were explaining it to me. Um, so for those that don't know, what, it, what is soju? It is an alcoholic beverage in little green bottles. Um, and the closest thing I can kind of tell you what it tastes like, is it's almost like a vodka. But it is, it is quite delicious. And so to highlight uh, these different traditions, these different, these different foods and drinks, I, I love seeing that. Loved it. Yeah, we had some really great scenes with uh, Lauren and her dad yeah. as well. Um, so I love your dad. So so cute. Just a quick shout out to the actor that played her dad, Paul Sun Hyung Lee. And yeah, again, yeah, I love the diversity. I love seeing different different aspects of mm -hmm. different families around the holidays and just in general. And I love the way that I'm seeing Hallmark movies going. Yeah, because before in some of these earlier films where they were starting to add some diversity to their, their casts, 
we were saying we didn't see the family dynamics mm -hmm. wanted that and now we're getting it and my goodness i more give me more of this love it yeah i have a technical a technical thing for you sure. which i don't know if you noticed but it did it felt a little jarring to me we talk about jarring and scenes of things that take you out of it right. so there's a scene where they go on a carriage ride was it the gopro camera that they had attached to the, the carriage there that was a some close-up action yeah I don't think we needed to be that no. close up in their faces. No, it was and very jarring. It, it, was, it, was, it was a little awkward for me to be that close to them for that ride. Yes, I have a little note about that. I mean, it. I don't know where you put the camera. They had to, basically, they had to go with a super wide lens. Um, it wasn't necessarily fisheye or GoPro, but it, it might as well have been. Like, it was just way too wide and way too close. And it just, that scene didn't work for me because of that. Yeah. I don't know how you shoot that scene, but find a way because that was not the way in my opinion. And we and we had the CGI snowfall. Constant CGI snowfall. Most uh, of the time I can't tell, but I could tell in this you, movie. Yeah they, yeah, they sprinkled it in quite a bit, especially in that scene with Logan oh, on the gosh. zip line where she murders Logan. I was gonna say, out of if any of those boyfriends were ghosts, I'm pretty sure Logan was a ghost. <laughs> That's we why she doesn't see, like talking about we it. We didn't see what happens after that fall. I'm no. like, did Logan die? <laughs> Is he really a ghost? Is he okay? No. Like I gasped when he went off that, that ledge. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, they had a few stunts in this film where she goes careening on the ice too. But no, Logan is definitely gone. Yeah. So uh, RIP Logan. But no, that scene was very jarring. And also about camera work, you know, overall I was fine with it. There was nothing, you know, crazy there. There was a lot of wandering camera, but it wasn't, it was weird because it was like they couldn't decide if they wanted to go full wandering or just a touch. And so it almost looks like a mistake. You either need to embrace that, you know, that sweeping kind of camera motion or you just let it sit still. And this camera would just go a little bit, stop. It looked like it was almost on like a weird sort of, not a tripod. Um, so that was a little jarring for me, but I was, you know, I'm used to kind of saying that. I don't, I don't know if the regular viewer would be looking out for that. Yeah, I didn't notice any of that, but yeah. the the close up in the character, the right, that was not my favorite. <laughs> But yeah, so we get to to the big, you know, climactic ending. Which the conflict was fine for me. It made sense. Like you said, that conflict, 100% okay. This is probably one of the first conflicts I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, it made sense for him to be upset. So, you know, it isn't until she sees, you know, the, the boyfriend show her the future where mm. Nate is getting engaged to Lily. Oh, Lily is a gem. Nate <laughs> should have gone and locked that down. Like I didn't Lily. see it. I didn't see it. She, I did not see them two together. No? Well, we barely got to see that personality. I can see it bubbling under her surface. A little. She had um, a lot to give. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, so she sees him proposing to Lily and she's just like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. And it's like, oh, finally you realize, you know, it's the whole, you don't real, you party. don't know what you got till it's gone. That's what Lauren needed. Maybe because she still goes to the pitch. Like, it's so weird. Even after that, she's still all in at her job. Like, she doesn't text him. At, like, it, what, it isn't until she sees that pitch deck with him holding that Kringle that she just gets it. So <laughs> it's... It was an odd thing for me because to me, once you have that dream, you wake up and you run into his arms. But she does the pitch. So I know you don't like the pitch deck. I don't like that she ran out of it because I feel like she was almost there. Like she was, she was almost at the end. Like she just had to finish it up and then she could have gone. Okay, that's it. And I'm going to leave. Like two minutes. You have two minutes left. Like that's it. Yeah. She really didn't have to leave. She didn't have to risk her job for this. No, she lost she, her job. She had time. <laughs> we, we don't know. But when she sees that photo... 
Yeah. And her voice starts breaking. And then when she starts saying, you know, baking makes you want to say, and she's like talking about like, you know, her friendship mm-hmm. and I'm butchering this. I can't remember everything she says. But then when she was like, and it makes you want to say, I love you. And I, I really did actually like that part because I'm crying because I'm feeling the emotion with her. But then I'm also laughing at the reaction of the other people. In the room. <laughs> like, They're like, what's, what is happening? Uh, you okay? <laughs> So I actually really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. Again, you didn't have to leave in the middle of it. Well, not it wasn't the middle of it. She it At was pretty end. much the end. The end. You could have said that's it, and they would have been like, "That was great. You got the account." And mm-hmm. okay, I, now I need to rush out. You know. But she goes to the the youth center, the youths center, and you know she has her moment. She has her her ball gown dress on. I loved that dress. Yeah, the costuming in this film throughout I thought was really well done. Um, she had this another outfit on where she had these like kind of high waisted pants with like a drawstring. I was all about that. So great job on costuming throughout. And I mean, Nate's wardrobe was It was like a, a tie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you'd call it a, a I'm sorry, draw- draws, it's not a drawstring. I don't want to offend it. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't sweatpants. No. It was... <laughs> you're right. I, it was tie. like a bowish sort of tie. It was, it was great, front. whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, she goes in there with that great dress. Nate is looking super sharp in that suit. Well, yeah, his, he has like a matching tie to the color oh of her God. dress. Like I was just like, oh, this is a match made in heaven. Yeah, great. And there's something with the collar too that... It was an unusual uh, collared shirt. It was an, I don't know what it was, but some things with the uh, the collar. I, I need to research what kind of shirt he was rocking because I loved it. Yeah. So she finally admits, you know, I messed up mm-hmm. and I realize that I need to put more effort into our friendship and not take advantage of you, basically. And also that you were the love of my life. Yeah. And cute kiss. Got me, got me in the heartstrings. And yeah. I thought the kiss was. I thought the kiss was good. No, it, no wet campfire for you. No, it was not a wet campfire. I would give this one a a, a full solid sparks. There, okay. there were some sparks, not full inferno blazing, you know, but <laughs> sparks for sure. Again, I feel like a lot of uh, these movies they 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 showcase these kisses in a really weird, like odd angle. Yeah. Like we go in for it and then they, they move the camera in a way that you can't fully see it. Uh, I've noticed it's, it's almost like a trend lately. I don't know what, what that's like, about. We want to see this guys. What yeah. you don't need it. We, we don't want it hidden. Yeah. Like this is what we've been waiting for. It's what I've been waiting for. And then they kind of like hide it from you. So yeah, I, I noticed that too. That was weird. I'm not really sure what that's about, but what we could see it was a good kiss. I loved like the kids, you know, watching in the background. Mm. And so, yeah, I thought that was really cute. Uh, so I enjoyed the ending. It was very full, you know, classic rom-com that she runs out of the the job and, you know, confesses her love to him. So I enjoyed it. We we get a fast forward. A one year later, which was, I loved it. I, I think that was needed uh, to kind of wrap things up to show, obviously he's going to propose we all see it coming, and she says yes finally after having spoilers. Her ghost, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> having her ghost, uh, you know, show countless times that she's ready for commitment. She's dealt with her, um, you know, the issues with her mom leaving, and she's ready to settle down because she realizes what a catch Nate is. Thanks yeah. to the ghost waiting outside, and that's how we know she wasn't dreaming because those ghosts were out in the the CGI snow waiting for her. They were out there. Um... Poor Logan. And I guess we forgot to mention that the the ex the the wonderfully emotional and moving scene with her and her dad, which kind of gets her to this yeah. point where they talk about that you know she's 
scared of becoming her mom, that she doesn't want to keep leaving. And when she's like, you know, I'm the the problem in all of these relationships. We're like, yeah, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We all, we we all know. know this. But uh, that was a great scene. It was a really great and, scene. And it was... And it was different because, again, she's dealing with this and it felt very real in that moment. And I, th- I think it goes again to the acting of both her and her father and just really wonderful. And yeah, I mean, the proposal was nice. You know, Nate was kind of throwing shade on her cooking, which I don't know if you want to do that during a proposal. No, I don't think you should insult the woman when you are proposing. But I guess, you know, they're, they're best buds, so yeah, they, can, okay. they can do that. That's okay. But that is like my... I don't want to say worst nightmare, but you know, you're pretty, it's pretty well known that, you know, I don't ever want to be proposed to in front of like a bunch of people, yeah, strangers or family. It's just not something that I would want. No. Some people like it. I know you don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just reiterating that <laughs> for, for you and the people listening, but it was sweet. Thank goodness. She said yes. Uh, that would have been for a moment. awkward. For a moment. I, know, I was, I was like, like, oh, <laughs> I think Nate would have just been done for forever. I hope if, so. Yeah. He would have called up Lily right away. But no, I, again, it, this was a really cute movie. There were a few missteps, a few sort of like awkward moments, but as a whole, I applaud what Hallmark is doing yes. and where they're going with these movies. So, so far I, I feel pretty good about Countdown to Christmas so far. Yeah. It's been a strong showing, strong showing. And we have uh, the next one with Paul Campbell that we're watching tonight. Uh, I think we're, we're both super excited for that. Not just because of Paul Campbell, because we're huge fans, but it looks like a different kind of plot and it looks kind of wacky and fun. And um, I think we're going to have a good time with that one. Yes, I'm excited for yep. that one as well. So that was Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Yes, Boyfriends of Christmas Past. And, you know, as per usual, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know, we wouldn't be doing this without you all. And thank you so much for the the kind messages. So make sure to please like, subscribe, review, that sort of thing. All of the things. All of the things. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.